0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Bankwatch podcast. Today, our guest is Miloswava Stempień, Bankwatch Just Transition Coordinator based in Poland. Hi, Miuka and welcome. Hi, thank you very much, and I'm very happy to participate. We're recording this as countries in Central and Eastern Europe are about to finalize their territorial Just Transition plans. That's planning that enables them to access the 17.5 billion euro Just Transition Fund made available by the EU to support the transition of European coal regions. So we wanted to see where we are in the process. Miuka, tell have countries uh, and regions mostly filed these plans or what's going on?
1: Uh, to a large extent, most of the countries in Central and Eastern Europe have filed the, the, the draft plans, I would say, because what's happening right now is the European Commission is Um, revising and assessing the plans that have been sent in, Uh, there are still regions throughout Central and Eastern Europe that haven't submitted their plans or whose plans are not up to par with uh, just transition fund requirements. So that means that there will probably be a lot more work on uh, finalizing the plans before the, the funds can be paid out. Even, let's say, on the level of um, particular countries, this can be very diverse for different re- uh, regions. On the example of Poland, um, you have uh, plans like those from uh, Eastern um, which are to a large extent ready, and they are completely in line with requirements that, that, that are uh, present um, in the Just Transition Fund uh, documents. While there are other regions which um, completed their plans very late, um, the plans are not very well written, and thus um, they will probably not uh, be accepted. Generally, there are also regions in which there are political issues. Uh, For example, in Bulgaria, uh, we have uh, such a situation that uh, the Just Transition plans cannot be finalized because of the political instability in the country. The government cannot fully uh, function. They're going to have the third elections uh, in this year for the parliament and, and uh, thus uh, a, a new government being convened. Um, this has also slowed down the whole just, just transition process. Um, in Romania, for example, you have a much more developed situation in Jew Valley, but a much, much less developed situation in Gorge. So this shows that in the different countries, it really depends on how prepared the regional authorities are to be conducting the whole process. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, and essentially these plans are kind of a blueprint of what authorities imagine the region could look like as it moves away from coal and perhaps include ideas of projects and things like that. Tell us a little bit about
1: how these plans are created uh, by the regions. Um, It very much depends on the country and the region, actually. If we look at the example again of Poland, um, in Eastern Wielkopolska, you have a very participatory process uh, in which uh, meetings were held every few months, at one point every month almost. Um, between different stakeholders who had access to all available documentation and could introduce their own amendments into the uh, into the plan that was put forward. So the process was very transparent and inclusive. Um, and in other regions, for example, in the Lubelskie uh, region, you can have uh, situations in which um, the the plan is made by some sort of uh, I don't know group of people that was chosen uh, from the top, uh, and um, basically this group decided what the region's plans would be. Uh, there was very little access uh, to. The whole process, um, there was even such a situation in the Lubelski region, for example, that uh, they didn't want to let in one of the MPs to have um, uh, a look at what was happening inside the process. Local NGOs were also not allowed to participate. Uh, so this shows that um, it really, really depends on how the regional authorities decide to, let's say, structure the whole process and how to organize it. You also sometimes have situations where instead of regional authorities creating the plan, you have a national authority... Uh, Such an example um, is in Czechia, where they are doing it on a national level. And uh, also there are a lot of restrictions concerning who can participate in the the process. So this is very limiting um, to how representative it is of what the regions actually need. I would say that in terms of how the plans are being prepared, it's very, very diverse. And this actually will be one of the main things that the European Commission will be evaluating and assessing Mm assessing. So part of the
0: quality of participation with, you know, because Bankwatch has been monitoring this process since it started, there have been other problematic aspects when it comes to the content of of some of these plans. Do you want to list some of them? Where should the commission pay attention when it looks at these
1: plans? Uh, Well, of course, as I've mentioned uh, in the previous point, definitely the partnership principle. So the extent to which the various stakeholders have been involved in the process. Um, Other aspects are um, the extent to which um, it actually diagnoses and assesses the situation on the ground um, instead of being a list of, let's say, wishful thinking. So there are plans which have uh, extremely uh, good diagnosis of the situation of how this will influence the local community, how this will influence also the employees from the energy and mining related sectors. Um, While you have other plans which um, really do not give good diagnosis. So this is um, before you can actually make a strategy for a region. This is really important that you have a very good overview of what is happening there. Other problematic aspects are linked to uh, various attempts to designate the money for um, projects that are not really in line with what the Just Transition Fund should be used for. There are various examples of this. Um, some of the most striking ones would be attempts to put uh, some of the funds into, for example, gas-related projects. There, there are such examples. For example, in in, in Hungary, uh, linked to the Matra power plant. Other such examples um, or issues that that we have uh, seen um, and we're actually currently um, sending out a briefing concerning the polluter pays principle are related to the fact that in some regions we can see that the energy. Companies or the mining companies are attempting to um, sort of use the just transition funds in order to cover some of the costs that they should be covering in terms of reclamation and repurposing of uh, former mining sites. This is very a very huge issue because the Just Transition Fund is actually not very large, uh, taking into account the amount of coal regions that we have in Europe, and also taking into account the huge uh, needs that we have on the ground. In Eastern Vilkapolska, one of the big issues that uh, we raised directly concerning the plans here uh, was that you do need money for uh, environmental issues. Uh, for example, for the issues linked to hydrological um, problems in the, in the area linked to open pit mining. Um, at the same time, the local polluting entity needs to be made sure that, that he fulfills the responsibility of paying for what is necessary within the whole process of uh, reclaiming and repurposing such areas.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay as this planning process advanced and you have been noticing these types of issues across the countries or some problems in some countries some in others to what extent has it been possible to correct the governments or the regional governments both when it comes you know from the side of civil society and local communities and also the commission you know how much can the commission do about it
1: mm, I would say that we have been very successful in influencing the plans in some regions. Uh, so it really depends on the extent to which the local um, authorities who are in charge of the process are open to uh, listening to advice. Uh, but uh, in general, I would say that, that that this has changed over the last couple of years. Uh, frequently, the the regional authorities realizing that we have uh, the know how and the expertise. Um, and experience uh, to actually give them information that is useful for them in the process. Um, This is especially true of smaller municipalities uh, who have uh, generally not had to uh, participate in such difficult processes and such um, wide-scale and complicated processes where they're getting lots of documents from um, the European Commission Um, Frequently on the ground, you have the issue that uh, a lot of the people who are um, linked to the regional authorities do actually not speak English. Um, So, uh, for example, um, we have also been um, sort of participating in translating and interpreting the information from the European Commission side um, in order for the local municipalities and various stakeholders to be able to understand um, and comprehend what is expected of them. So in some regions, this has been a very good cooperation. On the other hand, we also, um, I think in the last years, have have gained this sort of position of having both the know- know-how of what is going on on the ground, of what problems uh, the local municipalities and regional authorities in charge of the TGTP processes um, are dealing with, Uh, And um, being able to sort of um, participate in a dialogue with the European Commission, um, with various departments to explain to them what they actually need and what problems they have and where this comes from. Uh, Because um, uh, most of our campaigners are from the regions or work very, very directly with them. They visit these places frequently. Um, They talk about what's happening there. They speak the local language. Um, And this uh, enables them to have access to information that for the European Commission would be much more difficult to gain. So I think we've become sort of a facilitator of communication. uh, And this is a very important role because um, it allows for influencing both how the Commission approaches different issues, uh, maybe helping them to solve issues that are on the ground. And helping the local authorities sort of in recognizing their problems and how to address them, uh, how to send them, uh, how to send out information about what they need further. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Um,
0: And uh, there was the the question about the commission, like, has the commission been kind of strict with these countries? Is it really like playing it tough in the sense that we are not accepting, you know, we won't be financing things that don't fit or are not you know compatible with our uh, intentions?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that to a large extent um, they've maintained a balance uh, between being strict about uh, the regulations, uh, but also opening a dialogue, which I think is the best approach uh, from from their perspective. So I, I think again, Poland is a very good example because uh, at the moment you have three. Um, region, uh, there are, uh, Maybe I should explain from the beginning. So you have seven regions that have actually written uh, plans, territorial just transition plans. Um, and out of those seven regions, for now, only three have actually been accepted um, as uh, regions that will be getting uh, the just transition funds. Um, and what is looked at is uh, the extent to which they have said that they will be moving away from coal. Uh, the... Uh, approach to uh, that they have to climate neutrality. Uh, so you have a much better rapport, for example, with Eastern Wielkopolska, who has already stated that it will be phasing out coal by 2030 and achieving climate neutrality by 2040. And then there are four regions that have actually not been accepted into the plan. Um, the European Commission has stated that it will remain open uh, to talks with them, to dialogues, to helping them to amend the plans, but at the same time stating that they need to fulfill these basic requirements before they are even accepted into um, the the whole program or accepted into the Just Transition Fund mechanism.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, if we are just, you know, to finish it with a kind of a, a big-picture look, um, when you look at how these plans look and how the process went... Uh, does it look like the Just Transition Fund can, you know, make the positive difference it was hoped it would make in this region, or is it more like going to be more like business as usual?
1: Mm-hmm. I think there is um, both an opportunity for it to be a pathway, an op- no, I would say an opening to a gateway that would enable uh, a larger opportunities. And there is also a threat. So it's both at the same time. It really depends what will happen over the course of the uh, coming years. Uh, Again, I will go back to my favorite uh, example, which is Eastern Gelkopolska, which uh, in Poland has really um, taken a very progressive stand uh, towards um, uh, what the Just Transition Fund can be and seeing it as an opportunity. I think that the just transition fund can be sort of like this this first moment, uh, first funds that will change the entire region. Uh, They in themselves are not enough to cover all of the needs that you have uh, in the region. But already now, even before the just transition funds have actually been been put into play, uh, you already see that there's a growing interest in the region, that Uh, There is uh, an interest of various investors to be coming in and um, trying to uh, sort of participate in this huge change that is going to occur here. Uh, At the same time, uh, if plans are not put into place uh, fully, if they're just treated as sort of a strategy that can be um, sent into the European Commission and then put on um, like somewhere in the back of, uh, of, of a room and left, Um, then there is a danger that um, we will not achieve um, uh, anything, that what will happen will be um, another failed transition that will also uh, cause other regions to be less positive about the approach. Right now, what I foresee for such regions is that you will have funds coming in, not only from the Just Transition Fund, but from other related funds um, uh, within the European Green Deal. Uh, you will also have various uh, interest from uh, other financial institutes, from NGOs, from uh, from climate oriented uh, organizations, and we're already seeing that on the ground. Um, that will enable the um, the region to go through a very difficult transition and open up new opportunities for it.
0: All right, so it's very much still the beginning of everything, even in the cases when it uh, when it goes well. Uh, Thanks very much for explaining where we are, Milka, and good luck with your work in Poland and in the region.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be with you here.